0: Chapter 7 of Khalid A Tale of Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Khalid A Tale of Arabia by Francis Marion Crawford. Chapter 7 Not many days passed after this before the women of the harem began to whisper among themselves in the passages and outer chambers see they said how our master favors this foreign woman who is in all probability a devil from the persian mountains every day he will have her to sing to him and to bring him drink and to sit at his feet and he has given her several bracelets of gold and a large ruby surely it will be better for us to flatter her and show her reverence for if not she will before long give us sticks to eat and we shall mourn our folly so they began to exhibit great respect for almasta giving her always the best seat amongst them and setting aside for her the best portions of the mutton and the whitest of the rice and the largest of the sweetmeats and the mellowest of the old sugar dates so that almasta fared sumptuously but though she understood the reason why the women treated her so much more kindly than before she was careful always to appear thankful and to speak softly to them for she feared zehowah to whom they might speak of her and who was very powerful with the sultan she was indeed secretly transported with joy for she loved Khalid, and she began to think that before long he would marry her this was her only motive also for she was not otherwise ambitious and though she afterwards did many evil deeds she did them all out of love for him though khalid was by no means soft-hearted he could not but pity her sometimes seeing how she was deceived by his kindness while he was only making a pretence of preferring her in order to gain Zehowah's love often he sat long with closed eyes while she sang to him or played softly on the barbat and he tried to fancy that the voice and the presence were but her strange language disturbed him for there were sounds in it like the hissing of serpents and like choking which caused him to start suddenly just when her voice was sweetest for the georgian tongue is barbarous and not like any human speech under the sun resembling by turns the inarticulate warbling of birds and the croaking of ravens and the noises made by an angry cat nevertheless khalid always made a pretense of being pleased though he enjoined upon almasta to learn to sing in arabic for arabic he said to her is the language of paradise and is spoken by all beings among the blessed from adam our father who waits for the resurrection in the first heaven to the birds that fly among the branches of the tree sedrat near the throne of allah singing perpetually the verses of al koran the black-eyed virgins reserved for the faithful also speak only in arabic shall i be of the hur al ayun of whom you speak almasta inquired how is it possible that you should be of the black-eyed ones when your eyes are blue, Khalid asked, laughing. And besides, are you not an unbeliever? I believe what you believe, and am learning your language. There is no Allah beside Allah. And Muhammad is Allah's prophet. And Muhammad is Allah's prophet, Almasa repeated devoutly. Good. And the six articles of belief are also necessary teach me said almasta laying the barbat upon the carpet and folding her hands you must believe first in allah and secondly in all the angels thirdly you must believe in al koran fourthly in the prophets of allah fifthly in the resurrection of the dead and the last judgment and lastly that your destiny is about your neck so that you cannot escape it i believe in everything said almasta who understood nothing of these sacred matters shall i now be one of the hur al oyum but you have blue eyes when i know that i am dying i will paint them black said almasta laughing sweetly the angels Monkar and nakir will discover your deception said khalid when you are dead and buried these two angels who are black will enter your tomb they are of extremely terrible appearance then they will make you sit upright in the grave and will examine you first as to your belief and then as to your deeds you will then not be able to tell lies if you truly believe and have done good your soul will then be breathed out of your lips and will float in a state of rest over your grave until the last judgment but if not the black angels will beat your head with iron maces and tear your soul from your body with a torment greater than that caused by tearing the flesh from the bones i believe in everything almasta said again supposing that her assent would please him you find it an easy matter to believe what i tell you he said for he could see that she would have received any other faith as readily but it is not easy for a woman to enter paradise and since it is your destiny to have blue eyes they will not become black the hur al-oyun however are not mortal women and no mortal woman can ever be one of them since they are especially prepared for the faithful but a man's wives may enter paradise with him in a glorified beauty which may not be inferior to that of the black-eyed ones if for instance abdul kerim had lived and been your husband you might by faith and good works have entered heaven with him as one of his wives. Almasta looked long at Khalid, trying to see whether he still suspected her, and indeed he found it very hard to do so, for her look was clear and innocent as that of a young dove that is fed by a familiar hand. I would like to enter Paradise with you, said Almasta, with an appearance of timidity. Is it not possible? it may be possible but i doubt it khalid answered with gravity in those days while khalid thus spent many hours with almasta zehowah often remained for a long time in another part of the harem either surrounded by her women or sitting alone upon the balcony over the court absorbed in watching the people who came and went the slaves were surprised to see that khalid seemed to prefer the society of the georgian to that of his wife, but they dared say nothing to Zehowah and contented themselves with watching her face and endeavouring to find out whether she were displeased at what was happening or really indifferent as she appeared to be Almasta herself was distrustful, supposing that Khalid and Zehowah were in league together to entrap her into a self accusation, and though her heart was transported with happiness while she was with Khalid, yet she did not forget to be cautious whenever any reference was made to abdul Karim's death she also took the long needle out of her hair and hid it carefully in a corner in a crevice between the pavement and the wall lest it should at any time fall from its place and bring suspicion upon her khalid watched zehowah as narrowly as the women did to see whether any signs of jealousy showed themselves in her face and sometimes they talked together of almasta it is strange said khalid that allah being all-powerful should have provided matter for dissension on earth by creating one woman more beautiful than another the one with blue eyes the other with black the one with red hair and the other with hair needing henna to brighten it are not all women the children of one mother and are not all men her sons also asked zehowah it is strange that allah being all-powerful should have provided matter for sorrow by creating one man with a spirit easily satisfied and the other with a soul tormented by discontent khalid looked fixedly at his wife and bent his brows but in secret he was glad for he supposed that she was beginning to be jealous however he made a pretence of being displeased is man a rock that he should never change he asked or has he but one eye with which to see but one kind of beauty have i not two hands two feet two ears two nostrils and two eyes that is true zehowah answered but a man has only one heart with which to love one voice with which to speak kind words and one mouth with which to kiss the woman he has chosen and if a man had two souls they would rend him so that he would be mad At this, Khalid laughed a little, and would gladly have shown Zehowah that she was right, but he feared to be treated with indifference if he yielded to her argument so soon, and he held his peace. Nevertheless, Zehowah continued after a time, you are right, and so am I. You said, indeed, not many days ago, that your two hands should wither at the wrists if you took another wife. Yet I advised you to do so and now it is clear from what you say that you wish to marry almasta i am your handmaiden take her therefore and be contented for she loves you but now Khalid was much disturbed as to what he should answer for he had hoped that Zehowah would break out into jealous anger he could not accept her advice because of his oath and still more because of his love for her yet he could not send away almasta since by doing so he would be giving over his last hope of obtaining zehowah's love by rousing her jealousy take her zehowah repeated the palace is wide and spacious there is room for us both and for two others also if need be according to divine law take her and let there be contentment have you not said that she is more beautiful than i no answered Khalid. i have not said so you have thought it which is much the same for you said that her hair was red but that mine needed henna to brighten it marry her therefore this very day send for the kadi and order a feast and let it be done quickly is it nothing to you whether i take her or not khaled asked seeking desperately for something to say is it for me to set myself up against the holy law or did any one exact from you a promise that you would not take another wife and if you rashly promised anything of your own free will the promise is not binding seeing that there is no authority for it in al Quran, and that no one desires you to keep it neither i nor Musta. zehowah laughed at her own speech and Khalid was too much disturbed to notice that the laugh was rather of scorn than of mirth how shall i take a woman who is perhaps a murderess he asked shall i take her who was perhaps the cause of your revered father's death may allah give him peace surely the very thought is terrible to me and i will not do it will you convict her without witnesses and where is your witness did not the physician explain the reason of the death and did he suspect that there was anything unnatural about it But if you still think that she destroyed my father and Abdul Kerim, peace on them both. Why do you make her sit all day long at your feet, and sing to you in her barbarous language, which resembles the barking of jackals? And why do you command her to bring you drink, and fan you when it is hot, and you sleep in the afternoon? This shows a forgiving and trustful disposition. This is an unanswerable argument, thought Khalid being very much perplexed can i answer that i do all this in order to see whether zehowah is jealous she will certainly laugh to herself and say in her heart that she has married a fool so he said nothing but bent his brows again and endeavoured to seem angry but zehowah took no notice of his face and continued to urge him to marry almasta have you ever seen such a woman she asked have you ever seen such eyes are they not like twin heavens of a deep blue each having a shining sun in the midst is not her hair like seventy thousand pieces of gold poured out upon the carpet from a height her nose is a straight piece of pure ivory her lips are redder than pomegranates when they are ripe and her cheeks are as smooth as silk moreover she is as white as milk freshly taken from the camel, whereas my hands are of the color of blanket bread before it is baked. Your hands are much smaller than hers, said Khalid, who could not suffer Zihoa to discredit her own beauty. I do not know, she answered, looking at her fingers, but they are less white and Almasta is far more beautiful than I. You yourself said so. I never said so, Khalid replied more and more perplexed there are two kinds of beauty that is what i said allah has willed it almasta is a slave and her hands are large it is a pity for she is like a mare that has many good points but whose hoofs are overgrown through too much idleness in the stable i say that there are two kinds of beauty yours is that of the free woman of a pure and beautiful race hers is that of the slave accidentally born beautiful zehowah gathered up her three long black tresses and laid them across her knees as she sat then she shook off her golden bracelets one after the other to the number of a score and heaped them upon the hair which do you like best she asked the black or the gold the day or the night here you see them together and can judge fairly between them Khalid sought for a crafty answer and made a pretence of pondering the matter deeply. After the night, he said at last, the day is very bright and glorious, but when we have looked on it long, only the night can bring rest and peace. He was pleased with himself when he had made this answer, supposing that Zehowah would find nothing to say, but he had only laid a new trap for himself. This is quite true, she answered, laughing that is also the reason why allah made the day and the night to follow each other in succession lest men should grow weary of eternal light or eternal darkness for the same reason also since you have a wife whose hair is black i counsel you to take a red-haired one in this way you will obtain that variety which the taste of man craves if i follow your advice you will regret it said khalid you think i shall be jealous but you are mistaken i am what i am can another woman make me more or less beautiful moreover i shall always be first in the palace though you take three other wives the others will rise up when you come in but i shall remain sitting i shall always be the first wife undoubtedly that is your right Khalid replied do you suppose that i wish to put any woman in your place then zehowah laughed and laid her hand upon Khalid's arm how foolish men are she exclaimed do you think you can deceive me do you imagine because i have answered you and talked with you to-day and listened to your arguments that i do not understand your heart o Khalid, this is true which you often say of yourself that your wit is in your arm if i were a warrior and stood before you with a sword in my hand you could argue better for you would cut off my head and the argument would end suddenly but allah has not made you subtle and words in your mouth are of no more avail than a sword would be in mine for you entangle yourself in your own language as i should wound myself if i tried to handle a weapon at this khalid was much disconcerted and he stroked his beard thoughtfully looking away so as not to meet her eyes i do not know what you mean he said at last you certainly imagine something which has no existence i imagine nothing for i have seen the truth ever since the first day when you desired to be alone with almasta you are only foolishly trying to make me jealous of her in order that i may love you better when khaled saw that she understood him he was without any defence for he had built a wall of sand for himself like a child playing in the desert which the first breath of wind causes to crumble and the second blast leaves no trace of it behind and am i foolish because i have done this thing he cried not attempting to deny the truth am i a fool because i desire your love but it is folly to speak of it for you will reproach me and say that i am discontented and will offer me another woman for my wife go leave me alone if you do not love me the sight of you is as vinegar poured into a fresh wound and salt rubbed into eyes that are sore with the sand go why do you stay do you not believe me do you wish me to kill you that i may have peace from you it is a pity that you did not marry one of the hundred suitors who came before me for you certainly loved one of them since you cannot love me you doubtless loved the indian prince would you have him back i can give you his bones for i slew him with my own hands and buried him in the red desert where his soul is sitting upon a heap of sand waiting for the day of resurrection Then Zehowah was greatly astonished, for neither she nor anyone else had ever known what had been the end of that suitor, and after waiting a long time, his people who had been with him had departed sorrowing to their own country, and she had heard no more of them. "'What is this?' she asked in amazement. "'Why did you kill him, and how could you have done this thing unseen, since he was guarded by many attendants?' i took him out of the palace in the night when all were asleep and then i killed him said Khalid. and zehowah could get no other answer for he would not confess that he had been one of the genie, lest she should not believe the truth or else believing should be afraid of him in the future i will give you his bones he said if you desire them for i know where they are and you certainly loved him and are still mourning for him if he could be alive i would kill him again i never loved him Zehowah answered at last how was it possible but i would perhaps have married him hoping to convert all his people to the true faith as you have married me in the hope or the assurance of giving your people a just king you are angry Khalid, and indeed i could be angry too but with myself and not with you as you are with me though it be for the same reason for i begin to see and understand why you are discontented and indeed i will do what i can to satisfy you you must love me as i love you if you would save me from destruction said khalid though zehowah could not comprehend the meaning of the words she saw by his face that he was terribly moved and she herself began to be more sorry for him indeed khaled she said i will try to love you from this hour but it is a hard thing because you cannot explain it and it is not easy to learn what cannot be explained do you think that all women love their husbands in this way you mean am i unlike all the rest khaled took her hand and held it and looked into her eyes love is the first mystery of the world he said death is the second between the two there is nothing but a weariness darkened with shadows and thick with mists what is gold a cinder that glows in the darkness for a moment and falls away to a cold ash in our hand when we have taken it but love is a treasure which remains what is renown a cry uttered in the bazaar by men whose minds are subject to change as their bodies are to death but the voice of love is heard in paradise singing beside the fountains tasnim and salsahil what is power a net with which to draw wealth and fame from the waters of life to what end we must die or is power a sword to kill our enemies if their time is come they will die without the sword or is it a stick to purify the hides of fools the fool will die also like his master and both will be forgotten but they who love shall enter the seventh heaven together according to the promise of allah death is stronger than man or woman but love is stronger than death and all else is but a vision seen in the desert having no reality i will try to understand it for i see that you are very unhappy said zehowah she was silent after this for Khalid's words were earnest and sank into her soul yet the more she tried to imagine what the passion in him could be like the less she was able to understand it for some of khalid's actions had been foolish but she supposed that there must have been some wisdom in them having its foundation in the nature of love what he says is true she thought i married him in order to give my people a just and brave king and he is both brave and just and i am certainly a good wife for i should be dissolved in shame if another man were to see my face and moreover i am careful of his wants and i take his keffiyeh from his head with my own hands and smooth the cushions for him and bring him food and drink when he desires it or have i withheld from him any of the treasures of the palace or stood in the way of his taking another wife until to-day i thought indeed that this talk of love meant but little and that he spoke of it because he desired an excuse for marrying almasta who loves him but when i said at a venture that he wished to make me jealous he confessed the truth now all the tales of love told by the old women are of young persons who have seen each other from a distance but are hindered from marrying and we are already married surely it is very hard to understand after this Khalid never called almasta to sit at his feet and sing to him as he had done before and zehowah was constantly with him in her stead at first almasta supposed that Khalid only made a pretence of disregarding her out of respect for his wife but she soon perceived that he was indifferent and no longer noticed her she then grew fierce and jealous and her voice was not heard singing in the harem But she went and took her needle again from the crevice in the pavement, and hid it in her hair, and though Zehowah often called her, when Khalid was not in the house, she made as though she understood even less of the Arabic language than before, and sat stupidly on the carpet, gazing at her hands. Zehowah wearied of her silence, for she understood the reason of it well enough. "'I am tired of this woman,' she said to Khalid. "'Do you think I am jealous of her now?' Khalid smiled a little, but said nothing, only shaking his head. "'I am tired of her,' Zehowah repeated. "'She sits before me like a sack of barley in a grain-seller's shop, neither moving nor speaking.' "'She is yours,' Khalid answered. "'Send her away, or we will give her in marriage to one of the sheikhs, who will take her away to the desert. "'In this way she will not be able even to visit you, except when her husband comes into the city.' but they decided nothing at that time. Some days later, Khalid was sitting alone upon a balcony, Zehowah having gone to the bath, when Almasta came suddenly before him and threw herself at his feet, beating her forehead and tearing her hair, though not, indeed, in a way to injure it. What have I done? she cried. Why is my lord displeased? Khalid looked at her in surprise, but answered nothing at first why are my lord's eyes like frozen pools by the kura and why is his forehead like kazbek in a mist Khalid laughed a little at her words kazbek is far from riad he answered and the waters of the kura do not irrigate the red desert i am not displeased on the contrary i will give you a husband and a sufficient dowry go in peace but Almasta remained where she was weeping and beating her forehead let me stay she cried let me stay for i love you i will eat the dust under your feet only let me stay i think not khalid answered you weary zehowah with your silence and your sullenness let me stay she repeated over and over again she was not making any pretense of grief for the tears ran down abundantly and stained the red leather of khalid's shoes though he was hard-hearted He was not altogether cruel for a man who loves one woman greatly is somewhat softened towards all such as do not stand immediately in his way it is true he thought that i have given this woman some occasion of hope for i have treated her kindly during many days and she has probably supposed that i would marry her for she is less keen-sighted than zehowah and moreover she loves me do not drive me out cried almasta for i shall die if i cannot see your face what have i done you have indeed done nothing worthy of your death for i cannot prove that you killed abdul kerim i will therefore give you a good husband and you shall be happy but almasta would not go away and embracing his knees she looked up into his face imploring him to let her remain khalid could not but see that she was beautiful for the midday light fell upon her white face and her red lips and made shadows in her hair of the color of mellow dates and reflections as bright as gold when the burnisher is still in the goldsmith's hand though he cared nothing for almasta and little for her sorrow his eye was pleased and he smiled then he looked up and saw zehowah standing before him just as she had come from the bath wrapped in loose garments of silk and gold he gazed at her attentively for there was a distant gleam of light in her eyes and her cheeks were warm though she stood in the shadow so that he thought she had never been more beautiful and he did not care to look at almasta's face again why is almasta lamenting in this way Zehowah asked she desires to stay in the palace khalid answered but i have told her that she shall be married and yet she wishes to stay let her be married quickly then is she a free woman that she should resist or is she rich that she should refuse alms let her be married there is a certain young man cousin to abdul kerim a bedouin of pure descent let him take her if he will and let the marriage be celebrated to-morrow but almasta shook her head and her tears never ceased from flowing you will marry him, said Khalid, and if any harm comes to him, I will cause you to be put to death before the second call to prayer on the following morning. When Almasta heard this, her tears were suddenly dried, and her lips closed tightly. She rose from the floor and retired to a distance within the room. On that day Khalid sent for the young man of whom he had spoken, whose name was Abdullah Ibn Mohammed El Harir and offered him almasta for a wife and he accepted her joyfully for he had heard of her wonderful beauty and was moreover much gratified by being given a woman whom the former sultan would probably have married if he had lived khalid also gave him a grey mare as a wedding gift and a handsome garment the marriage was therefore celebrated in the customary manner and no harm came to abdullah but as the autumn had now set in he soon afterwards left the city, taking Almasta with him to live in tents, after the manner of the Bedouins. End of chapter 7. Recording by Qui